and we have to really escalate the noise we make so that we'll be heard. Welcome to Gay USA. I'm Andy Hum. <laughs> I'm Ann Northrup, and here we are again in the new MNN Manhattan Neighborhood Network studios, experimenting with different looks, different lighting, different setups. So now this week we have this monitor behind us with our logo, which we thought was a little cheerier than what we had last week. Uh, yes. Who knows what it'll look like next week? Well, thanks for being with us in the new. In the news this week, uh, the uh, Biden administration has reversed uh, a Trump-era license to discriminate rule in health care. And Republicans in Florida and Michigan ousted or are trying to oust their anti-LGBTQ party leaders, uh, but not for their bigotry, of course. Uh, two transgender candidates in Ohio were knocked off the ballot for failing to list their dead names. Yeah, it's, it's creepy and weird. Uh, and Ohio Governor DeWine uh, giveth and taketh away. Uh, we've learned that the, the Iowa uh, mass shooter was apparently a bullied LGBTQ teen. We'll also tell you how the right wing is trying to capitalize on this. Big time. A gay male inmate in Broward County, Florida, has been brutally murdered by his anti-gay cellmate as the guards stood around and watched. France's new prime minister is an out 34-year-old gay man. With a mixed record. A leading gay activist in Uganda is stabbed almost to death as anti-LGBTQ violence rises there. The Pope giveth and the Pope taketh away. Where have I heard that before? Uh, we'll talk about the LGBTQ wins and losses at the Golden Globe Awards. And I'll tell you what I thought of Dan Levy's gay-themed film, Good Grief, which bowed just now on Netflix. All right, but we'll start with the Biden administration. Yeah, uh, so they reversed this Trump-era license to discriminate rule. Trump uh, dismantled meaningful protections uh, for beneficiaries of federally funded health care programs, stripping away requirements that people are entitled to be referred to an alternative non-discriminatory provider when a religious provider refuses the service on religious grounds. Or moral conscience grounds. So the new rule takes effect on March 1st. Uh, which is good, although we'll see whether the right wing fights that. Meanwhile, the Biden administration did a couple of other interesting things. Uh, first, they expressed their deep, uh, deeply troubled feelings about Burundi in Africa and their the statement by the president that perhaps gays should be rounded up, put in a stadium and stoned yes. to death. Yes. So the, Not perhaps. That's what we should do with them. Well, uh, the Us. State Department has spoken out on that. And the administration has uh, officially barred uh, several African countries from the African Growth and Opportunity Act for gross violations of human rights, which means they're not eligible for duty-free trade with the United States. That would be Uganda, Central African Republic, Gabon, and Niger. So 
and I assume Burundi could be next on that list if they follow through on any of their threats. Let's go to Florida. Oh, okay. All right. So we've been telling you about the Zieglers, um, uh, the anti-gay chair of the Republican Party, Christian Ziegler, was ousted on Monday after he was accused of sexual assault by a woman who was having a threesome with Ziegler and his wife, Bridget, a co-founder of the virulently anti-LGBTQ Moms for Liberty. So even Ron DeSantis and Rick Scott have called for his resignation, uh, though they haven't made similar moves against Bridget to get her off the Sarasota School Board and the Disney Purification Board that DeSantis appointed her to. Um, Now, uh, Christian loses his $120,000-a-year position, uh, thrown out by a vote of 200 Republicans with very few dissents, but replaced with Vice Chair Evan Power, So don't expect any new direction from the Republican Party of Florida. Yeah, uh, I think Ziegler was uh, seen as a Trump uh, supporter and power seen as a DeSantis supporter. So take your pick. I thought, though, that they, you know, they'd already taken away his salary and a lot of his power. And I thought that there had to be some more formal thing to oust him. But they seem to have accomplished what they needed to to Maybe get rid of it. Maybe he'll go to court over it. Maybe. In the meantime, the Florida legislature... And he's still denying that he raped the woman. Yes. And, and he's being investigated for video voyeurism yes. for videotaping their encounter. And there was some talk That's last, a crime in itself. Uh, yes. Uh, and maybe that's how they managed to get rid of him. Because last week there was talk that the video might actually exonerate him from the rape charge. Maybe. But it's still voyeurism. All right. The, now, the Florida legislature, so uh, they've moved their session up uh, to, to get things done early and quick. And you would think, right, they, they certainly passed an awful lot of horrible things last year. Uh, and maybe with DeSantis off campaigning for president, they might slow down. But no, there's a new bill to require sex aff- affidavits from all, from all with driver's licenses blocking legal recognition of transgender identities in Florida, replacing the word gender with sex, which must match the sex designation at birth. It requires insurance companies that cover gender-affirming procedures to cover detransitioning. Um, and it it's, all- it's going to put a lot of people in danger, because if you are trans and you are living your life in your uh, perceived gender identity, and you get stopped by a traffic cop, and your driver's license has a different sex identifier, you are, you're in trouble. Oh, uh, it's awful. It's just awful. And I hope it doesn't hold up in court when we sue. But it also makes insurance companies offer policies that don't cover transition care. Other bills prohibit government employees from having to use preferred pronouns, makes it illegal to require employees of nonprofits to undergo training, race, sexual orientation, and gender identity. It's not all just about trans. So, uh, you know, if you thought things were going to be quiet. Well, uh, there are some more progressive legislators who have introduced a bill to countermand all of this. Who have absolutely no chance of passing anything. And this is, again, the problem in this country. I mean, they didn't just uh, gerrymander Florida. DeSantis stepped in and mega gerrymandered it. So there's no way to displace these people uh, until you change the system of districting. Uh, They're going to control the legislature forever. Uh, Yeah. And there's been talk of, well, DeSantis is uh, 
distracted because he's on the campaign trail. Don't be ridiculous. They don't need him physically in the Capitol to be doing all this stuff. And in fact, they don't need him locally either. The Escambia County uh, School Board, which we've talked about before, is in the panhandle of Florida, has now announced that it needs all dictionaries removed from school libraries. And encyclopedias, because (laughs) they make reference to sex acts in some cases. When they define sex in the dictionary, it refers to sex acts. Therefore, it's a book that cannot be in a school library. (laughs) Are we going to outlaw some words now in the English language? Are we going to be down to 20 words? it, It is pathetic. Kids, it's all available on the Internet. You don't need the school <laughs> for now. Library. For now. Well, that's true. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of, you know, shaking things up. And uh, oh, by the way, the other big Florida thing is you've got to get parental permission for everything. So if you get a cut on your kid in school, if your parent hasn't signed a permission slip for you to be treated by the school, they can't give you a Band-Aid now. Kids, take your own Band-Aids to school. Uh, in Louisiana... Uh, well, let me just finish the okay. Michigan thing. because okay. you know, So Republicans there moved to oust their state party leader, 88% voting to remove the mega-maga Christina Caramo, uh, though the legitimacy, oh, yeah. the legitimacy of their vote is being challenged. Still, it's nice to see a party in a swing state like this in turmoil. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, they're desperate. They're a mess in Michigan, the Republicans. So uh, I'm not surprised that they've finally awakened, but it took them a while. Okay. In Louisiana, uh, Lambda Legal and trans youth are suing to block the new law there that is banning medical care for trans youth. Yep. Uh, And in, wait a second, I had it here for a second. Uh, In Maryland, better news where a law took effect that offers more coverage uh, for trans care. All right. In New Hampshire, on the other hand, the Republican State House passed a bill barring gender affirming uh, genital surgeries on trans minors, pulling back from banning all gender affirming care, uh, such as puberty blockers and hormones. The bill passed. Uh, one, one, 195 to 175. They have a big legislature for a little state. It's, uh, it's, it must be very local. Also passed a bill to allow people to be classified based on biological sex and athletic competitions in, in, where? In, and, and the use of public restrooms. Okay. Uh, let's go to Ohio. Which yes. has a number of problems. Okay. Well, first of all, there are three trans women running for office in Ohio and uh, for the House of Representatives, the State House, the State House. And one of them uh, was disqualified because she did not list her. If you're if you transitioned within the last five years, you're supposed to put your dead name, your previous name. Anyone who changed their name within the last five years has to also list their uh, their previous name. Yes. And the, and the rationale is not, you know, it's not a bad, doesn't sound like a bad law. I mean, you could, you could be a, you know, a, a serial killer or something. And you could come in and say, I know I'm John Doe and elect me and we don't know who you are. And I think it's fair to know 
who you, who you, what other names you've used. However, there's a marital exception. So if you've changed your name in marriage, you, know, you don't have to say so. Well, I mean, that could be a problem, too. Well, you could just as easily be hiding with a new marital right, exactly. name as anything else. But the, uh, the trans women running for office, uh, let's deal with the first one, who would be Vanessa Joy, 42 years old. She was disqualified from her state house race. There she is for not putting her former name on petitions. And I saw a really interesting interview she did with MSNBC where she said, look, I, I don't like the idea of having to list my uh, former name, but I'm willing to do it for fairness. I don't hate this law. She but said she was unaware of the law. Yes. But that's not it. I mean, well, it's not list, it's not listed in any of the candidate booklets that they give the candidates. It's not listed in anything online that uh, you look up when you're running for office. She didn't know. Ignorance of the law. Well, I agree with that. I agree with you on that. But uh, she didn't know. But she's suing on the grounds that uh, there is a reason uh, for trans people not to list their former names and is trying to make an exception as there is the marriage exception. So we'll see where she gets with that. But meanwhile, as her case became public, uh, and as she said, you know, they didn't do this to the other trans candidates. Well, then they looked at the other trans candidates and they found out that uh, Ariane Childry, another trans woman, uh, had also not listed her name change within the last five years. And now she's been disqualified from the ballot. Okay. But I think they have a good attitude. They say, uh, look, you may get us off the ballot this time, but we're not going away and you'll have to deal with us the next time because we're going to be still running, and then you'll know who we are, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so also in Ohio, as we sit here on Wednesday uh, taping this, the, the Republican legislature is poised to override uh, Governor Mike DeWine, also a Republican, his veto of anti-trans legislation. Trump said, DeWine has fallen to the radical left. Uh, the bill would have stopped child mutilation. <laughs> this is Trump's quote on this. But uh, so, all right, so they, they may or may not override it, it. You know, they certainly have the votes to do it. But DeWine spent the week doing executive orders uh, already severely limiting trans care. He's requiring a team of medical providers, endocrinologists, bioethicists, and me mental health specialists be involved in providing the care to under-18s. No word on whether uh, the state is going to pay for any of this stuff. I, I, my notes say youth and adult trans. Well, people. yes, I mean that. that there's, there are also requirements uh, for adults as well. Um, uh, the um, a minute, you know, of course, a minuscule number of uh, youth seek surgeries. Very, I mean, hardly any. But DeWine did say, I believe the parents, not the government, should be making these crucial decisions for their children. Except in the executive orders I've issued. Uh, he's, uh, he's trying to preclude the uh, legislature overriding his veto. And the question is whether he's done enough to screw us to, uh, to get them not to do the override. Because he doesn't want that on his record. The ACLU says it's a de facto ban on trans care. Well, like Florida wants to ban trans people in general. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Uh, New Hampshire? 
Uh, I was going to go to Oklahoma. I think Let's we go just to we well, did New Hampshire. Okay, uh, Oklahoma. A trans <coughs> teen, sixteen years old, wanted to update his gender on school records, but the state education department learned that he had obtained a court order to do so, and the superintendent, the wicked um, Ryan Walters created an emergency rule requiring school districts to get state approval before changing gender markers on private private student records. And the board stopped the change without letting the family weigh in. The family's now suing. The superintendent said, we're not going to do the transgender game of back and forth, (laughs) back and forth. Well, this superintendent is a real mess. Monster. Ah. I went down the list of uh, his opinions of things, and he's just crazy. Well, how about it, Oklahoma? How about, you know, Oklahoma used to elect Democrats, I mean, for God's sakes. <coughs> All right. Sorry, we seem to have a little uh, Yeah, should I get some today. lozenges? Maybe I will. I just put one in. Okay. Uh, but the boy and his family are suing, so we'll see where they get okay. with that. Uh, Virginia Democrats uh, are moving to amend the state constitution to abolish the ban on same-sex marriage. Both houses are controlled by Democrats now. Uh, the amendment would have to pass two consecutive legislatures and then be approved by the voters. It could only be as early as 2026. Sad story out of Iowa. As you may have seen, there was another school shooting there. Uh, uh, Where did I just have it? Uh, Dylan Butler, 17, a student at the school, uh, walked in, shot up the place, killed one child. Sixth grader and and, wounded five. And then killed himself. Uh, He... Uh, and the story is that he'd been bullied for years, uh, that he was perhaps uh, bisexual or perceived as LGBTQ and was bullied by his classmates for many, many years. And then, most recently, his sister started being bullied. And that may have been the trigger that set him on this path. I mean, bullied kids, it, it obviously hurts if you've, if you've been bullied. Uh, and you sit there wanting revenge on your the, your persecutors. I mean, of course, what the what this kid did is horrendous and horrible and must be condemned. But of course, the right wing wants to blame the shooting uh, not on the bullying uh, or on guns, but on uh, uh, homosexuality, the radicalization of LGBTQ youth. One said their solution their. Um, Solution is to end wokeness, uh, certainly not fostering more acceptance for <laughs> trans youth and LGBTQ youth in general. The, you know, uh, They're just shamelessly exploitative. Well, his parents tried to get the school to act on the bullying of both the sister and him, and the school did nothing. That's a very common story, and it, it astonishes me every time why it is that these schools will not step up and do anything about bullying. Well, but Donald Trump Jr. wants to know, per cap says, per capita, is there a more violent group of people anywhere in the world than radicalized trans activists? And Elon <laughs> Musk piled on this as well. Of course, he has an estranged trans daughter. Yeah. Uh, DeSantis said Butler, the, the shooter, was hopped up on gender ideology. <laughs> My God. 
but the media doesn't want to talk about it. That's what DeSantis said. DeSantis longs for the days, he said this, in the 1950s and 40s, he said, when kids brought their rifles to school. He oh said that God. this week. What is this, Little House on the Prairie? Oh, my God. No, it's the, it's the wild, wild west. All right. Well, uh, in other news, uh, Isaiah Morris, 28 years old, who has been in a uh, shelter in Queens, New York, is uh, suing because he says he's been discriminated against by uh, staff, attacked by residents. Uh, he spoke up uh, publicly about the story, and uh, there's not a lot of response from the shelter system. I think everybody gets abused. Uh, 17 Republican attorneys general are demanding that the U.S. Supreme Court take up a case about forcing schools to report trans kids to their parents. Uh, it uh, opposes a lower court decision, the one in Maryland, um, that uh, supported the Montgomery County's Board of Education guidelines on student gender identity. Uh, they do not require staff to inform parents if a student socially transitions at school without what, the, what they what they say you've got to determine first before informing the parents is, is that going to be a problem for this kid? Well, if you would like to witness a, quote, honest, oh, wait, I've got to get this right, uh, honest conversation on the state of education in New York City, Moms for Liberty is holding a town hall next week here. So far, they've, you know, the venue has been asked to shut it down. We'll see what happens. But on the 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Bohemian National Hall on East 73rd Street, uh, Rise and Resist will be there to protest. Uh, I, we had a nice Rise and Resist uh, demo on the steps of the New York Public Library yes. this last weekend. Uh, to say no dictators in the USA with uh, Trump signs and stuff. That was a lot of fun. Since Trump has said he wants to be a dictator. Right. But uh, they'll be back at this Moms for Liberty event on the 18th, 7 p.m., Bohemian National Hall. Okay. I'm sure that'll be an enlightened conversation about these issues. All right. In Vermont, uh, homophobic vandals badly damaged a farm because they flew a pride flag, uh, slashing the plastic greenhouses, cutting swear words into them. And uh, it cost it did damage of about forty thousand dollars on this thing. But they put up a GoFundMe uh, page and they have raised uh, over fifty thousand. Yes, they have. Fifty four. Yeah. And um it's called Sandy Bottom. It's a family-run farm. Insurance refused to cover the damage. Why? I don't know. Uh, but the money was raised by Outright Vermont. And uh, this is on an island up near the Canadian border on the New York-Vermont uh, border. They're nice people. They were trying to be supportive of the LGBTQ community, just like Taylor Swift. We'll get to her. Yes. Uh, not so supportive is the Archbishop of San Francisco, oh. who does not like the Pope's uh, new edict about blessing same-sex couples. <laughs> or, as the New York Times said in a picture caption this week, same-sex people. <laughs> That's a thing you used to see years ago. Don't they have editors? 2020. No, I don't think they do. 2023, same-sex people. 
I'm a same-sexer. Yeah, me too. I am my same sex. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Archbishop Cordelione in San Francisco, the uh, Catholic bishop, Very Archbishop right wing. there. He's been Very there a right long wing. time. So he put out a memo uh, to uh, remind priests that they can refuse to give blessings to these couples if it would mislead people to think that it was performing a marriage or blessing a marriage. The U.S. bishops are really split on this. There are some that are fine and progressive and welcome the opportunity to do this. Appointed and, by Francis. Yes, and others appointed by, as we like to say, the previous guy. <laughs> or John Paul too. <laughs> yeah, uh, who are more reluctant. All right. More on that in international news. All right. In, uh, in Broward County, in a, a jail in Fort Lauderdale, a black gay man was beaten to death uh, by his anti-gay cellmate, and the guards did not respond to this for 20 minutes. Terrible. Gennard Je, uh, Geffrard, 29 years old, he was locked up on auto theft uh, charge and parole violation, despite a court ruling that he was incompetent to face a judge due to his mental illness. I think it's Gennard Geffrand, or Geffrard, yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so nearly 20 people have died in the jail since uh, 2021. That's a lot. It's almost like Rikers Island. And uh, this guy's family wants all the footage of the assault released. They demand to know why the staff was so uh, slow to respond. The cellmate held him in a chokehold for two minutes, then stomped his head and torso while he lay unconscious and bleeding. Now, the sheriff said there has an investigation been ordered, and the four staff members have been put on administrative lead, leave without pay. Shocking. Uh, time for a little good news. Uh, in Texas, there is a drag queen, Brigitte Bandit, who has lobbied the Texas legislature for, uh, against their ban on drag and has gotten a lot of uh, publicity for it. There you see her uh, holding up her sign at a demonstration. Uh, well, this made so much news that Dolly Parton heard about it. And because uh, I think uh, Brigitte may do a little uh, Dolly kind of impersonation. Yeah, and so uh, Dolly sent Brigitte one of her guitars wow. covered in rhinestones. Uh, to thank her for her uh, lobbying work against drag bands. That was great. You know this. The, you know this uh, in the culture wars. A friend of mine, Darren Rosenblum, who uh, was was wants to talk about how um, the Briggs Initiative in 1978. You know when we had a, the big culture war in California, uh, a vote on whether to ban gay teachers and anybody who supported gay teachers. And even yeah. even Ronald Reagan came out against that at the time, shockingly, and it and it didn't pass after leading in the early polls. And of course, the people who led that fight were Harvey Milk and Sally Gearhart. And I think we're, I'm just going to run a two two minute excerpt from the Times of Harvey Milk, the great documentary won the Academy Award, where they talk about what the issues that were at stake in the Briggs Initiative, and shows you how little has changed. There are already laws on the books to protect our children. Everybody from superintendent of schools, Wilson Riles, to Jerry Brown, to newspaper editors across the state, agree that indeed we have the laws to protect our children. 
I was born of heterosexual parents. I was taught by heterosexual teachers in a fiercely heterosexual society with television ads and newspaper ads, fiercely heterosexual, a society that puts down homosexuality. And why am I homosexual if I'm affected by role models? I should have been a heterosexual. And no offense meant, but if teachers are going to affect you as role models, there'd be a lot of nuns running around the streets today. Sometimes I think what we were faced with in Proposition 6 was not so much a conflict of values as two sets of fears. The incredible fears that the gay community had, all of us, that here we were being stomped on by what was turning out to be the moral majority. I mean, our very lives were being, you know, threatened. Uh, the ways that we live, what our lifestyle is, and our reaction was extreme, and it should have been extreme. But then when you get into the other person's shoes, you figure that there was a lot of fear on the part of the fundamentalists as well. I mean, when you've lived your entire life believing in a certain social structure, believing in certain sex roles, believing in the ways that men and women should relate to each other, believing in the family, you know, believing in what God, what you believe God says should be the way human beings should relate within the family structure. And all of a sudden, there are these perverts out here saying that there are ways to live that are different from that and that furthermore it's great and beautiful and true and good, then you're threatened. And the very fabric of what this nation is supposed to be made up of, uh, in the eyes of, of the fundamentalists, was actually being attacked, or is actually being attacked by gay people. I think that's excellent analysis, especially for 1978. However, I would say these days, these days there are some people who are still, you know, that would, you know, resisting because they don't want to change sex roles and things like that. I think most of it is political opportunism and cynicism uh, on the part of the right wing oh, these days. Oh, and on the part of the uh, movement leaders, <laughs> definitely. But they are exploiting this fear that Sally talked about. Uh, but these days, not only is it about us, and clearly we're still a major target, but the racism, what Biden talked about this week at the church in South Carolina, the white supremacy, the fear of uh, white people losing power, disappearing, is is an enormous driver of what's happening. Well, we, we crackers have had it easy for a long time through no, uh, you know, uh, I'm not defending their racism. No, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, no, but I'm saying, you know, you know, because we white people subjugated uh, uh, African-Americans, people of color, uh, you know, we got to enjoy a lot more wealth and everything else, uh, and we had it. We had a uh, unfavored group, and we felt better. I mean, in those days, people felt better about themselves, and you know, that is that is the problem that we all have to get over and see each other as as more equal. I mean, even and, and Trump is, of course, now starting a racist campaign against uh, Nikki Haley. As one could predict, what's he's clearly timed it for one week before the Iowa caucuses. Well, also because she's closing in on him yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, so, plus a change. Right. All right. Uh, and speaking of nuns, the Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut, has hired a trans-masculine uh, guy, Kyle Humphreys, as their first manager of LGBTQ affairs. 
very refreshing since we've been for the last few weeks talking about Catholic universities that have uh, excluded uh, trans girls, uh, uh, women's colleges. Uh, and this is a university that is opening up and embracing its LGBTQ population. Right. Uh, and, of course, uh, more sad news in terms of the violence against trans people. A black trans woman was sh- who, who was shot and killed on Christmas Eve in Raytown, Missouri, has been identified. She is Amber Minor, 40 years old. Kansas City's Human Rights Commission described her as a resilient black trans woman who lived a life full of laughter and love. She was found in a driveway. And, of course, they haven't solved this crime. It's still a mystery. Anyone with info about the crime is asked to call the TIPS hotline. I can say the number, 816-474-8472. Raytown, Missouri. Uh, And she is the... 44th recorded trans murder in 2023 as we uh, try to close the books on last year. Now, of course, we're just finding out now in 2024 about her case uh, and others will emerge from 2023. And and none of it, from our point of view, is a comprehensive list. But 44 uh, trans, gender nonconforming and non-binary people murdered that we have documented and know about in this country okay. last year. Are we moving on to international news? No, we have a couple of little things. Okay. Uh, USA Boxing has new rules for trans competitors. Under 18, bio-sex only. You cannot compete as a trans person under 18 in boxing. And if you're over 18 uh, and you're a trans woman, you have to have had genital surgery and you have to take quarterly testosterone tests to make sure that you are not uh, overly loaded with testosterone in uh, female competition. Uh, and trans men also uh, have some restrictions. Uh, so, you know, boxing, uh, you have to acknowledge there's some potential issues there. But if you're putting people against each other by weight class or whatever, uh, presumably that evens out. In uh, Florida, the Orlando has officially taken over the One Pulse oh, Foundation yes. uh, to create a memorial. Uh, well, t- One Pulse is essentially dissolved. Yes, it is. The uh, independent uh, nonprofit is dissolved and the city is taking that over. Uh, and we thank our viewer, Rich, for keeping us informed about all the yes, news out thank of Orlando. You. Uh, reminder <laughs> that on January 27th, the uh, Stop the Coup 2025 team will be in Washington for a big demonstration against the Heritage Foundation and their uh, Project 2025 plan to take over the government and institute oh, and, 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 autocracy. And Riley Gaines is leading a demonstration against the NCAA convention on Thursday uh, to try to get them to uh, toughen up against trans people. But if you want to go to D.C. for this demo, go to stopthecoup2025.org for details. And finally, a little update on our kissers from New Year's Eve in Times Square. Jake Erickson and Corin Christian. And again, this was the image that you saw as soon as the clock hit 12, basically, in, in CNN and other places that picked up CNN coverage. And I had read something about them possibly being strangers, but in fact, they are a long-term happy couple, happy and in love, and their message is 
parents love your kids, kids love yourselves. So I just wanted to let everyone know that they are not strangers. They are a happy, loving couple. In international news, President Emmanuel Macron of France has a new gay uh, love. Uh, He is appointed... (laughs) <laughs> out gay as, as an out gay prime minister and the youngest ever in the modern times, I guess, uh, his education minister, Gabriel Attal. Um, 34. Yep. Y- youngest in modern French history. He replaces Elizabeth Bourne, who was basically fired. Uh, they say she resigned after 20 months in office, who struggled with a lack of ma- a majority in the parliament for Macron's party. Now, 10 years ago, Atal was an obscure advisor to the health ministry and a socialist. He is in a civil partnership with Macron whiz kid, Stéphane Sejourné, a member of the European Parliament. Now, as education minister, he led a campaign against bullying, noting that he himself was bullied. Atal. Yeah, Atal, rather. Yes. At the elite Ecole Alsacienne in Paris. Now, polls say he's the most popular member of the Macron government. Of course, as education minister, he also banned uh, the Muslim dress uh, bias. In, yeah, in schools. Uh, and he's gone from being a socialist to uh, swinging right to the more center or center-right Macron. Uh, I, now, he's been appointed at a time when Macron trails the far-right Marine Le Pen in the polls, and whose party, Marine Le Pen's party, is set to win June's elections for the European Parliament. Very, very scary stuff. Well, and Macron is trying to bring in youth, bring in vigor, bring well, in... I, I think it's very equivalent to what President Obama did when he was running for re-election. He came out for same-sex marriage to sort of help himself with the left. Yes. And get some progressive uh, But the left is not mojo. crazy about it at all, this thing no, about I know, the... No, I know, I uh, know, no, but he's gay and this, it's a, it's a way that, uh, it's a way that people try to signal I'm... I'm progressive. It doesn't uh, always mean you're progressive. And Atal is not necessarily very progressive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Marriage uh, for same-sex couples has begun officially in Estonia. Congratulations okay. to them. And but terrible news out of uh, Uganda. Uganda. Uh, LGBTQ activist uh, Stephen Kabuyi was brutally stabbed. I'm not going to show you the picture that he made, the video he put up of the stabbing. It's unbelievable. Uh, he, he, he is a gay activist in Uganda. Most of them have left. He left for a while because he got so many death threats. He came back. and he. There's he, a nicer picture of him. Yes, that's what he looks like when he's not. So there's so much violence there. Um, most have fled the country. He is the executive director of a group called Uh, colored voice truth to LGBTQ. He was nearly stabbed to death by these two men close to his home. He blames the attack on politicians, uh, virtually all of whom voted. I mean, all but one of them in the legislature voted for the heinous kill the gays bill. Uh, President Biden, uh, you know, you you know, called the uh, Ugandan law a gross violation of human rights. Better surprising news from Afghanistan, of all places, where the Taliban has released the gay activist uh, Faradin uh, Fakore, 
This was a, a big shocker. No one was looking for that. He'd been held for 54 days, and it was pressure by the Afghan LGBT group, Afghanistan, uh, that encouraged them to release him. Uh, he was facing possible execution, but now he's free. Wow. As a gay activist wow. in Afghanistan. Wow. Um, Which takes us to the Vatican. Well, the Pope, as we said at the top of the show, the Pope giveth and the Pope taketh away. He got a lot of praise for allowing blessings of people in same-sex relationships, even though blessings of the relationships are still forbidden. Lots of dissent from bishops around the world for that small step. But um, a, a priest in Tuscany, Father Ramon Guidetti, went too far, apparently, calling Francis an anti-Pope usurper in his New Year's Eve homily, where he also called the Pope Mr. Bergoglio, which was his original name. Uh, some of the congregation applauded him for this. But Guidetti was removed by his bishop for publicly committing an act of schismatic nature, and he warned priests that they could be excommunicated for joining the accusations. Guidetti says he's proud of being excommunicated. Well, we all say things like that. And and the Pope issued a little clarification uh, that there should be flexibility on a couple blessings, but bishops should not forbid priests to do them. Right, like they are in some places. But now, then... He took a big step to the right this week, ah! not, but not a new step for him, uh, calling for a global ban on... Uh, parenting via surrogacy, something a lot of gay males, at least, uh, who want to be parents, depend upon. He called and the so practice. So do a lot of straight couples. He called the practice despicable and a grave violation of the dignity of the woman and the child. Said it is based on the exploitation of the mother's material needs. Now, Italy already bans surrogacy, and the fascist-leaning government uh, is pushing through a bill that would punish couples who go abroad to carry out the procedure. Well, this is a, there is a spectrum of surrogacy. There are couples who cannot uh, conceive a child together, uh, and they really, really want a child, and so they will sometimes take an egg from the woman and sperm from the man, and uh, combine them and have an, a fertilized egg that is implanted in a surrogate who then carries that uh, child to term. Sometimes it's a relative who does it or a friend who volunteers. And that's always seen as this heartwarming uh, story. And similarly... Is that illegal in Italy? We don't know. I, I don't know. I suspect it is, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, and it's not, you know, we had a big fight in New York over whether you could do right. surrogacy in this state, and couples would have to go to other states in the country to be able to do it, and it was only recently legalized. And same-sex couples, particularly male couples, have the same inability to conceive together and would uh, acquire an egg donated uh, perhaps from a relative or friend or somewhere else, and sperm, take their own sperm and fertilize an egg and, and have a volunteer surrogate. Um, but then there's this whole industry of uh, surrogates in poor countries, often Eastern Europe, sometimes Asia, uh, where people are, women are hired out to uh, bear children for people who want them. And, people and are hired conceive. out to sell their organs. 
Well, that's not considered kosher either. But uh, but the point is, there's a spectrum, and to condemn surrogacy across the board without any nuance, without any understanding of how it can be a beautiful thing and not exploitative is, I think, just... Uh, Unholy. Very. So he also used his speech when he was talking to uh, at the end of the year to reiterate his condemnation of what he calls gender ideology. There's that phrase again. Governor DeSantis used it this week that he says suggests that gender is uh, more complex and fluid than just male and female. He called it dangerous since it cancels differences in its claim to make everyone equal. Of course, they're not interested in making everyone equal in the Catholic Church because women can't hold, become priests or popes N- Nor or does it cancel differences. Uh, yet, we're all different. Yet, you know, we're reporting just la- late last year, he had a big lunch with trans women, homeless trans women. Uh, crazy. Did you want to do your uh, correction? Yes. Last week, I referred to uh, Gregory uh, Doran, the... Royal Shakespeare Company director, Emeritus, who was knighted by King Charles as uh, Dolan. And Anne didn't correct me right away, even though she caught it. Uh, uh, Doran's late husband, Sir Anthony Cher, was a guest on this show, and I met both of them in Brooklyn when they were... Uh, he w- when Cher was doing Falstaff there, I m- must have been distressed by our new environment here. Anyway, congratulations to Sir Gregory. Yes. Uh, and I wondered why last week uh, London fireworks display spelled out, could have displayed in the sky, London, a place for everyone. And our viewer, Nicole, wrote that it is done with drones with lights on them. Nice. Thank you, Nicole. You can do all sorts of things with drones these days. What would we do without our viewers? Uh, Update on the ACT UP New York vote on changing their bylaws to be able to be in better shape. That all passed over. uh, Well, like 150 people showed up. To we, were, we were there. Anybody we were. who went to, to more than two meetings in the last 36 years was allowed to come. and we Either we, online or in person. We uh, needed 100, and we got Fortunately, as I found in another recent thing, uh, they had not expanded the Zoom potential audience I know. to more. You got locked out of No, that. no, I was there. No, but the previous thing. Oh, yes, right. Uh, so... They may have another uh, vote coming up on some of these issues, so right. uh, stay tuned. Also in AIDS News, the Williams Institute found that 82% of the HIV criminal cases in Maryland are charged against black people, black men in particular, despite black people being just 30% of the population. Maryland has one HIV-specific criminal law making it a misdemeanor for a person who has HIV who is aware of their status to knowingly transfer or attempt to transfer HIV to another person with a maximum sentence of three years um, and prison and $2,500 fine. It does not require actual transmission of HIV, intent to transmit, or conduct that can transmit HIV. So it's an outdated law, and I thought Maryland... All over the country. Maryland needs to get with the program. Many, many. All right, should we get to entertainment news? Yes. Uh, all right, first is... Well, I, uh, I saw out actor-writer Eugene Levy's, uh, who, who has done Shit's Creek, make his directorial debut with... Good Grief, now on Netflix, about a successful gay couple. He's in a gay couple with Luke Evans in London. And I'm not giving any way. The Luke character dies in the in an accident at the outset. Then it's one... Uh, uh, and a, a year afterwards, 
he decides to take a trip with his friends to Paris. And there's a lot of twi- and that, that's Ruth Nega of the star of Loving and Passing and Heimish Patel, the star of Yesterday, the Beatles fantasy film. So it, it's a great cast, two great cities, a cameo from Emma Corrin. And it's not simple and sentimental as it sounds. It's complicated, as he says. All right. Uh, in uh, attempts to fight back on the subject of drag this week, The View celebrated Anna Navarro's birthday with a drag show from the <laughs> Miami Drag Club she likes to frequent. So that was very jolly and cheery. And Drag Race started its uh, 16th season with Charlize Theron as a guest judge who gave a little speech to the competing uh, drag queen saying, don't give up. The uh, attacks on you are coming from a place of fear. We've heard that before tonight. And uh, I would your say be- cynicism. Your beauty and truth will come out. Uh, so Because as we know, Carrie Lake, a big anti-drag activist, we had good friends who were drag queens. Or so they thought. All right. All right. The Golden Globes. I didn't watch. Uh, I but did. Some history was made. Well, I, I, I think they have always given awards to uh, uh, LGBTQ people. But the history was Lily Gladstone, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, who identifies as, I guess, non-binary, uses she and they pronouns. and She is identifies it, as two-spirit. Two-spirit, thank you, because she is indigenous. And that was the first award to any native. Uh, In a movie. Uh, television show they've won because okay. they get both awards. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, first Golden Globe to a movie. Uh, so Lily Gladstone, she and they, very eloquent, uh, very popular winner. Then Io Adebari, uh from The Bear was a winner for I think best uh, best female female actor musical or comedy. Now she she's terrific in The Bear. I know you haven't seen it. You must watch The Bear okay. for Io Adebari. But uh, she identifies as queer. She's been out for a while. But She's a stand-up she, comedian. And she was one of the stars of Bottoms, which was the lesbian movie that came out last year mm. that was very entertaining. Right. Uh, and there's a whole story about her and her NYU classmates making movies. And she has stuff. a boyfriend now, and but she's also active with the Democratic Socialists of America. Uh, she's terrific. And then out Billie Eilish won for best song for Barbie, What I Was Made For. People say it's a very moving song. I Is haven't it gotten What I Was it. Made For or What Was I Made For? Well, well. It's one of the two. Okay. Uh, said the writing, writing the song saved her life. Uh, but among the gay nominees who didn't win, Andrew Scott for All of Us Strangers, Coleman Domingo was nominated for Rustin and The Color Purple, I believe. Uh, and uh, uh, Matt Bomer. All right, for fellow travelers. Yeah. Now, there is uh, the Emmys are coming up on Monday on Fox at 8 p.m. And GLAAD, the uh, formerly yeah. known as the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, is winning a governor's award for its 40 years of work on L- promoting LGBTQ visibility on TV and in the culture at large. And they're going to be in the telecast. Well, they should be as the Governor's yeah. Award. Uh, but uh, that's a, I think that's a big deal. Yes. 
Pre- uh, that'll give a lot of visibility on its own. Premiering on PBS on January 15th, Martin Luther King Day on Point of View, POV, is a new documentary by a gay filmmaker from Ghana, Arthur Musa, a uh, brief tender light following four African-American undergraduates at MIT, which is his alma mater. He says he's drawing from his experience as a gay man turning away from Ghana towards America in search of freedom, but confronting the embedded racism here. It will stream on PBS's app through April 14th. That's 930 Eastern on Monday. Now, one of the events at the Golden Globes, to go back there for a minute, was Taylor Swift being there because uh, she uh, she was nominated tangentially for an award. Her documentary it was yes. like best blockbuster or something. Yes, which Barbie won instead. Uh, but uh, so she looked good there. That was uh, we got a glimpse of her in her Dior gown. But the real reason she made news this week was that a New York Times uh, opinion writer, Anna Marks, did a 5,000-word piece in the Times speculating on Taylor Swift's sexual orientation. It's sort of like, what are you trying to tell us with all these song lyrics and things? And what are you trying to tell us with your costumes? And you seem to want to come out as queer, but you're not doing it. You've denied it, in fact. Yes. Now, we do not hesitate on this program to uh, talk about people and their sexual orientation, whether they've been out about it or not, if if we think there is actual uh, proof of it. If they're public figures and they're like living open, they're living open lives. Yes. I mean, you know, Barney Frank before he declared himself, was going to to gay bars in Washington. Rosie O'Donnell. That's going to get reported on. Yeah. So we we have no hesitation about referring casually to people who we know to be LGBTQ. But this, I thought, was egregious, uh, really. Uh, now, I don't know Taylor Swift's sexual orientation. I, I don't think it's insulting to call her a no. lesbian or bisexual or, or queer. queer. Uh, as some people seem to think, some people are so offended that uh, Anna Marks would make this charge, this accusation. No. It's not that. It's just that it was stupid. Yeah. It, I mean, the chief music critic of Variety wrote that the piece was the least defensible op-ed I can remember ever seeing the New York Times run. And out Shelley Wright, who's in the first paragraph of this, the, the country singer, uh, said that the, she, the, she found the piece triggering because, it, uh, you know, Marx was writing about Shelley's near ending her life. But she said she was more upset about seeing a public person's sexuality being discussed this way. Well, I, and again, we do not hesitate to discuss public figures uh, sexuality. But this was all about, well, there's this lyric. So that must mean this and that. And, and there's that rainbow hair. Yeah. And oh, you were wearing the colors of the trans flag in your in your uh, dress. Look, it, uh, Taylor, by all means, feel free to come out and... Uh, come and, on this show. <laughs> do whatever. Whether or not, but, you know. But this, I, and 5,000 words. What, uh, what and is it was, the New York Times thinking? You can well, make, she is an opinion editor, so she probably held, has a lot of sway there. And she did the same thing to Harry Styles a couple of years ago. Well, Harry Styles plays with this a lot more. All right. Uh, But, uh, you know, you can make little references in a a couple of paragraphs in some piece or something if you want to 
raise questions about Taylor Swift's sexuality. But 5,000 words. This is like two full pages in the New York Times. It was crazy. I know. So, Anna Marks, no. We're not having it. And we're Gay USA. So, figure that out. Anyway, okay. All right. Uh, a show I don't know, but evidently yeah, you do, uh, the, sort the, of. The final season is called of Sort of Bows on Max on January 18th. It follows gender fluid, the gender fluid character of Sabi after their father's death, coming to terms with their identity and some big life choices. We will link to the trailer in our email. It stars Bilal Baig, Baig, B-A-I-G, and has already won a Peabody Award. So maybe the Pope can watch and learn something. (laughs) Well, also on Max and on regular HBO, January 27th, mark your calendars, uh, Little Nas X, Long Live Montero. This is the documentary about his latest tour last year, I guess. A lot of behind the scenes, a lot about family relationships, a lot about his queer identity. So it's not just a tour documentary. It's richer than that. Uh, January 27th on HBO and then Max. And the Gay Theater Company in New York, Tassos, has a new play that sounds quite provocative, Pride House. Uh, starts January 18th, run, runs through February 10th. It's set in Cherry Grove on Fire Island in 1938. And gays from a theater group are, are coming into conflict with the non-gay families who were still in Cherry Grove in those days. And that's what it's all about. And it's all in the middle of a big hurricane. Well, yes, the, the grand hurricane of 1938. It's sort of gays versus straights. Uh, and finally, uh, George Santos. <laughs> Why are we even quoting him? We he, thought we'd he, left him behind in 2023. Well, there was a piece in the Times this week saying, uh, isn't it interesting how he's disappearing so fast? We'll see. But he, he says that well, the new well, HBO series on him is uh, produced by Frank Rich, the former New York Times drama critic and columnist uh, who also produces uh, Succession. And anyway, did produce. It's all over. I finally caught up and finished the whole thing. Anyway, uh, it's they say it's this documentary is going to be darkly comic uh, based on Mark uh, Chiusano's book, The Fabulous, The Lying, Hustling, Grifting stealing and very American legend of George Santos. And George Santos says it's all a lie. So well, George Santos is a lie. Make your own decisions. Make your own decisions. We're done. Goodbyes. See you next week.